Hello everybody, my name is John Coleman and welcome to episode 13 of the Little All-Ireland Football's Big Day. Well, it feels like a long time since their hurling finals and it feels like an even longer time since the semi-finals of the football championships, but finally it's here. And I must say, it's a fitting weekend to end the season, apart from obviously what's all happening at junior level. With the Bars versus Nemo in the Bonza Cures Premier Senior Football Final, and that has the potential to be an absolute classic, especially if the weather holds up, which doesn't look likely at the moment, unfortunately. And also, in the Senior A Football Final, we've got St. Michael's against uh, Knocknagree, and that's about as intriguing a game as you could imagine. Uh, to talk about it all and other things, I was delighted to be joined by the great Donna O'Connor of Baddy, Desmond, uh, Duhalo and Cork. So I sat down and had a chat with him on Wednesday evening and here's what he thought about it all. Well, Donica, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks a minute for coming on. How are you keeping? Not too bad, no. Uh, come here, I was just watching over the weekend there, the last few weeks, there's, there's lots of uh, fellas from your vintage with Cork still tipping away with the clubs, you know, you, you, you'd party with um, Patrick Sam McClyde, Pearson, he's still going strong with Ahad and you were still going strong with Duhalo and with uh, Bally Desen as well, obviously, like, so you, you looked after yourselves well in the last few years, all of you. We did, uh, there's a few more, I suppose Daniel Goulding is still playing, uh, there'll be a few years younger now, Fintan Gould is still playing, Perry Kelly is still playing. Paddy O'Shea is still yeah. going with, was going with Vincent's too, wasn't he? Yeah, I was sure he's in goal, so I wouldn't really cut. That's easy enough. Um, I'd say that's pretty pretty close enough, I'd say, is it? There, there are many more, I suppose. There are about, I suppose. I know Kieran came back, I suppose, and got injured, like, you know, oh, he's yeah. caught up with him again yeah. and stuff. But uh, did you enjoy the. Well, you did talk. Kilchanig won the county last week and he came up against them our first game this year and they were. They were impressive, weren't they? Jeez, they were, yeah. Um, they were. Um, you know, we we tipped away with them for periods of the game, but like they just had too much firepower. Like, you know what I mean? They just they had a lot of athletes around the field as well that could play ball. So, you know, we were we were we were uh, we were well up against it against them. No, to be fair, and um, they only got through the group by the skin of their teeth. Like, but I suppose. As Alex Ferguson always said, the best team will always wins the league. So I suppose overall they probably were the best team. Like, yeah, and they kicked on it. They only got through. They they scored a point or something in injury time, which got them through. I think in our group. Um, but I suppose look, you'll never win anything if you don't have any small bit of look. Like, and they had a bit of look, so they probably were the best team. All right. Yeah, and I saw, saw them, I saw them at the weekend as well, and I thought like physically they're massive, like aren't they for for yeah, that they're level? Big. They, they, yeah, yeah, they're big men, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could see them, you could see them climbing the ladder, like as they have a good bunch, and if they can, um, if they can strike while they are in the hot node, you know, they could they could win the next level as well in the next year or two, like you know what I mean? Because they do have physicality and they do have the numbers, which is a big thing. Like they have, they thirty something tagged out against us, like so. You know, they, you you'd be expecting them to rattle that again even next year, like. And they're plenty of forwards as well, like, and especially when you go down the grades, the more forwards you have, is, is you know more threats up front is a huge huge advantage. Yeah, they had three or four forwards that can score, like, do you know what I mean? A lot of teams might have one or two, do you know what I mean? But they had three or four that can score, so makes it a lot easier, didn't like when you've that firepower up top. And come here from your own perspective, I suppose Barry has been a disappointing year, but you're kind of you're you're kind of aging a bit as a team as well, and they're going the other way. So it was a, it was a tough year for you. Yeah, it was. Uh, like you know, the year before we we 
took Mitchellstown to extra time and uh, we were winning the, in, in normal time, but they got a, a goal to take it to extra time. So, we, you know, we had a reasonably good year last year, like, but, um, you know, we still only made it to the quarterfinal, like, but, you know, this year then we, we, we struggled, I suppose, you know, we picked up a few injuries early on and, like, Kilchanig against us had one or two injuries as well, but they were, they had plenty firepower to, to, to come around that, whereas, you know, if we are missing one or two of our starting team, you know, they, they're, they're big losses to us, whereas they mightn't be to the likes of Kilchanig, like. Yeah. And it's Premier Junior then next year, Dunica, and like there's been a huge shake up of of everything in Cork over the past you know four or five years with grades and uh, and uh, the the change in the structure and everything. And what what are your overall opinions of it? Is as you know as a, in playing it, have you enjoyed the group system? And do you think the extra grades has made a difference as well? Yeah, I think it does. I think we'll we'll see the benefits of it now in the next couple of years. You know, there'll be a lot more Cork teams maybe winning Munster Championships and stuff like that and going on to the All-Irelands and stuff like that. Whereas Kerry teams seem to be a lot stronger than us in the last 10 years or so. I'd say you could count in one hand how many Cork teams beat Kerry club teams in the last 10 years. Like I'd say you'd be lucky to hit five maybe. So maybe that will make a difference. Um, and I suppose that can only be good for Cork football then if, 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 if there's teams, you know, going into Munster Championships and all earns, they're obviously getting better. Like so, And I think the new format is good because you know exactly when you're playing now and you know who you're playing and, and you have your dates and everything. So it, it definitely definitely has improved the situation big time. There's probably a few tweaks to it, but I wouldn't say there'd be many. Like I'd say what they've done now, they've done, it, it looks super now, to be fair. And do you think it's something you'd have enjoyed when you when you were back playing with Cork as well to have that kind of certainty? Like I always found, I always felt that it was often very tough in intercounty players that you you know you could be playing Kerry or you could be playing Dublin on a Sunday and you could be out with Bally Desmond on a Friday or a Saturday weekend after. And I always found that asked a lot of intercounty players from that perspective because you know to to come down the level to come down from the high of playing in the big crowds and you know to jump back in, in with your 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 buddies from home like that you mightn't have seen for a few weeks. I always found that. A bit unfair, to be honest with you. So, do you think it's something you would have enjoyed from when you were in your intercounty days as well? The split season. Um, yeah, I, I suppose I, I I never really thought about it, or I've never kind of thought back and kind of thought would would we have rather it that way or whatever? Because you know, when you're in the intercounty setup, you know, you it's I know it's everyone says it like, but it, it is tunnel vision. You just think about what game you're playing next, and be it a club game. Or, or an inter-county game, you know, you're just there to play, you have a short window. I remember one year we played Kerry in a month's final on a Sunday and we'd, we'd June, it was, I think it was junior championship that time on the Tuesday night. Oh, but like, you know, it wasn't that, <clears throat> it wasn't that easy, like, so, but I never kind of, I never thought on the Sunday after playing Kerry that we were thinking, oh, geez, I have to play Tuesday night. I was actually looking forward to playing Tuesday night as well. So I, I don't know. It's hard to think back and, you know, would we have rather did this way or not? Like, it's just, you just went with what was there at the time. And, you know, I never really thought, you know, further, that far, further down the line of would it be easier if it was a split season? You know, that was never even thought of that time. So, I wouldn't have thought about it either. Like, yeah, very good. And um, what what did you make of Cork this year? Then, the you know a, a, a bit of an improvement, I suppose, is vital to, re, to re, retain Division Two status. I thought 
And yeah. then I think they got on a good run in the championship, didn't they? I thought they were pretty impressive um, uh, in a lot of the games, to be honest. Um, like, you you forget that a lot of these are new lads, like, do you know what I mean? So, you know, no, I think as well, to be fair, they got hit hard enough with injuries at the wrong time of the year. So, um, I'd be fairly confident going into next year, you know, that there will be even more improvement again because they'll have a couple of two or three good players back from injury and, you know... That the day below on Parky Ring there this year, like I you know there was a serious atmosphere there for 50 60 minutes. Well, 50 55 minutes, I suppose. And then Kerry brought on a few subs and they just slightly turned the game. And when Cork were bringing on their subs, then it looked like maybe five minutes later, I, t- I felt the game had just turned, so they found it a way harder than their subs coming in to do anything. I think Kerry made their subs first. And it turned the game, and they just they ran away with it. Then, like obviously, but you know, I think there was a, a lot of people leaving that day. Even though we got well beaten in the finishing scoreline, I don't think the scoreline suggests that we should have got beaten by that much. But uh, it was pretty, pretty, pretty happy leaving it. That you know things are looking up, like and they're getting better. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that game as well, and I thought there was just one stage wasn't there in the second half. They just couldn't break out. You know, yeah. more more and kind of took over around midfield, and you know, all you need if you could have just broken that kind of pattern at all, yeah. it made a huge difference. I, I, yeah, I just wonder, and I at the time I didn't think about it, but looking back and now, I wonder if we had if we had someone to to come in and match more when he came in, that he mightn't have had the influence he had in the game. Then I think he he got into the game when he came on. He won it three or four balls. Then Cork brought on their subs and. The momentum in the game had swung, and uh, it's very hard to, to 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 get that back when it's swinging the other way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, big time. and I suppose even back to the injuries. Then you know you saw Killian handling with Kilshannock at the weekend, and you know he he's a guy who's been missing for a while, and you know he he could have been that type of guy to be in and about there as well. I thought. Yeah, like you just someone that would kind of just add a bit of bite to it there with twenty minutes to go. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. in fairness. Um, Maguire and I think it was Colin O'Callaghan. Geez, I thought Colin O'Callaghan had a super first half. Yeah. He was everywhere, and I suppose you know, look, you do, you will run out of legs, like you know, if you're playing around the middle all the time, like. Yeah. He's had a great year, and he, like the mid- midfield really suits him. I thought himself and himself yeah. and Ian Maguire had a great partnership. Yeah, I think it does, and geez, he horses into everything, like, and you know, I suppose you know, it was only a matter of time before he was got to run out of gas, like. So, you know, I thought he did, he did pretty well, like, and we just. Um, just probably needed just a little bit more on the bench, you know, to to see out games, maybe. Yeah, and I think as I know you were with the miners as well uh, last year, like, and there were some very promising players in that t- uh, team as well, wasn't there? You know, you the like these names slips me the lad from Balavorn who kicked all the scores down the park you're in, and right. you um or the, the Nemo lad as well in the Hayes, is it? You know, they, there were yeah, some very right. impressive players in it. There is, and the year before there was a couple more impressive players, so you know, I need to try and bring them through now. Um, but yeah, there, there, there is, and uh, the, the players are there. And to be honest, I always think the players will be in Cork. You just gotta, I suppose, get who who really wants to be there and work with them. You know, even from a young age. So I, I, the players are there; they always will be. But it's just a matter of just knitting it together. Yeah, and I suppose sometimes Cork is so big it makes it hard as well. Like you know, you're going from 
Barry Desmond down the Balanasic, and you're going from Yall down to Irees, like, and it's yeah, yeah, that, that has to be footballers there. Um, I suppose speaking of that, like, I don't know about you, but I, I actually can't wait for the weekend. It's a game I've been looking forward to for a long time between the Bars and Nemo, and I know you've seen a lot of them over the past couple of years. Um, we might start with Nemo. Um, where do you think their strengths lie at the weekend? Um, well, sure, I suppose Nemo always have strengths, you know, you could you could start anywhere. Um, I suppose. The one thing, Nemo, they're not really um, firing in all cylinders in any of the games that they were playing. Um, so, like, I suppose, looking, like, a couple of weeks ago, I thought that uh, the Bears will win it, but I'm not so sure now, like, because I was thinking, like, Nemo in the final, they're not going to get beaten by anything more than one score, probably, like a goal or a point. So, like, and they have experience. And plus, they mightn't be playing that well, so they just got to play well for one game. And, you know, that could be the weekend, like, you just don't know, it could be. So, I suppose, defensively, I think they're they're solid enough. They have a lot of good defenders that can kind of man-mark fellas. So, like, I suppose they'll be looking at trying to shut down Sherlock and McGreevy, do you know what I mean? And, and maybe um, um, uh, Killian Murray, is it? What's yeah, Killian Kill Myers Murray. Yeah, Killian Myers Murray. Keep getting him mixed up, but uh, <laughs> like they'll, they'll 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 have men to mark them. Like so, if if like if they can keep Sherlock quite, they'll be a long long way to to winning the game. Now I know. Look, you can say the same on the other side, but I suppose Sherlock is 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 on fire at the moment. Like he, Jesus, any time he gets a look at the post, he you could be nearly right it down. Like so, I think. If Nemo shot Sherlock down, and I think they have a few defenders that could do it, then I think the strength lies in Nemo's defence. Usually you'd be associated Nemo with fucking scoring 214, 215, but I think Nemo would like to have this a low-scoring game, and it gives them a big chance. Yeah, I think so. so again, they have Stephen Cronin there, centre-back. Like I, I think he's a fabulous footballer, Like and he, he's really good at bringing the ball out and keeping the attack going, and, and he's a really good defender as well. And you've Kevin O'Donovan, I suppose, then as well, who can get up and down the pitch all the time as well. Yeah, Kevin is really, after kind of um, getting really good in the last two years, I think, even with Cork as well, he's been consistently good in every game he's played. Um, and obviously with Nemo, he's pretty good as well. Like, but so like, I think I think Nemo might want to try and maybe free Kevin up a little bit more so he can get up and down the field. But I don't know. Maybe they they might put him man marking Sherlock as well. I don't know. But um, I think if they could free up Kevin a little bit more, then he could do more damage going forward because he's a beautiful footballer. Yeah, he's very good, right? He's very good going forward. And uh, and I suppose then up front with Nemo, like, it's, it's hard not to talk about Luke Conley. And I'm even thinking back to when you played them in the county final down in Parker in a couple of years ago. And, like, he can just, he can float in and out of a game and finish it quickly. And he's just, this is this kind of a very, a very, well, great man to have in your team and everything like, but Jesus, yeah. he's, 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 he, you can never take your eye off him. Yeah, yeah, he could do, could do, do three. Reckless things all together and put the ball forty yards wide, but then his next one could be a bullet into the top corner. Like so, you know. Obviously, if Nemo are to win it, Luke will have to have a big game, and he's capable of doing it all right. But um, I suppose he probably will need to score a lot for Nemo to win it. Um, 
and he's well capable of doing it. Do you know what I mean? He 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 can do it if he starts well. You know, he's nearly unmarkable. Yeah, he he definitely is. There's a great story about him. Um, I think it was when they they won the Cornyvry when he was at Cree Street, and uh, they they beat the Dingle School, Pubble School, uh, Corky Green in the final, and and I think there was something they they had a penalty, and uh, I, I can't remember where they were they a point up or, or was it a draw game or something, and I think Efi Fitzgerald was telling him you know, to tap it over the bar. He went for goal, saved out for forty five, went out, knocked over the forty five, and was just. I thought yeah. it was one of the best the best stories ever to sum him up as a player. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, oh, sure. Look, ah, uh, he does have it. He has it. Like so, you know. I suppose he probably need to have a big game someday if if Nemo will win it. Yeah, and it's incredible to think that they're going into a county final as underdogs, isn't it? Like that that will suit. Yeah, Nemo. yeah. Then that's another thing that they probably like. I think they're coming under the radar a little bit. Everyone is talking about the bars and the double and. And all that, like, so, I, I don't know, I, I, I kind of, I'm not changing my mind, but uh, I, I definitely don't think there'll be more than one score in it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think so as well. And the Bears, like, it again, there's been a lot of talk about them. They've been, a, I think they've been very good county champions, you know, they had a great run last year, unlucky against Kilku. And I think they look even a bit better this year. Yeah, they definitely did. In, uh, in most of the games they played, uh, they seem to find one or two players every year, like which is vital. Keeps them uh, a lot of them on their toes. Then, so yeah, I think uh, they have been playing well, all right. Um, but but I suppose when it's a final, that's when you really need to play well. So um, they have a bit of momentum as well and uh, confidence, obviously, from winning the last one or two years. So um, I slightly favour them. Uh, just I just think. They have a few more younger lads that have just that are just fast and, and physical, and like Parky Parky Queef suits fast players like, and I just think they just have a small bit more speed than Nemo. But as I said, I don't think there'll be much in it. Yeah, and I think as well. I remember the last time they played in the county final. I think it was twenty sixteen seventeen, and it went to the replay. And there were two very good games, and in the in the replay, Nemo managed to shut down Ian Maguire as well, and I suppose they'll be targeting him again as much as... Like, he's, he is the driving force behind that Bears team, isn't he? Oh, he is, without a doubt. And, uh, sure, like, you know, there's an old saying, hammer the hammer, like, so, I suppose, like, if you were in the Nemo dressing room, you know, you're going to be saying, E. Maguire and Sherlock, you know, let's hammer them. And if we can shut them down any bit at all, then, you know, we'll have a, a really, really good chance. Um, now that's easier said than done because, you know... Maguire is a powerhouse around the middle and as I said, Sherlock just shoots in sight and at the moment everything has gone over. So it'd be interesting to see how would they um shut Maguire down. They'll they'll obviously have to do something, like they can't just go out and play because like he does make those penetrating runs through the middle and um he's smart in when he gets to the end of the run, like he's not gonna try the outside of the boot, you know, after fifty yard run he always looks to, to lay it after a fella that's got a score, like so how they going to do it? I don't know. Like Nemo have solid players around the middle as well. Like so, they'll obviously put someone on him. I don't know who, but they'll probably try to shut him down somewhere or another. Yeah, and he was. Um, I say he was a, enjoy a good player to play with as well. I'd say Maguire. Oh, he was brilliant. Yeah, do you know, look, he, there was never any question of like as was. You know. You knew every day he went out, you were going to get 110%. And, you know, there was, even if he, 
even if he wasn't playing well, he always gave it 110%. And even, you know, sometimes fellas don't have, we'd say they might have average or poor games, but you can still keep trying and trying. And that, that was the, that's what makes him such a good player that he'll just never stop. Like, even if he doesn't, if he's not in the game, he'll still keep going and keep going. And one run in near the end of the game, even though he might be playing well, could, could get you the winning point or whatever. Like, so that was, that's what's good about Ian is that, you know, he just, He'll give you 110% every day. And whether that's him playing well or not, it's it's the effort he will give you is, is what makes him such a good player. That's an interesting thing, you know, you're on about there as well. Like, it's the patience, the days you're not going well, especially, you know, there's obviously more pressure on a forward, especially in the county final. Like, you know, it's this, go out and get the scores and everything. And how did you kind of deal with that, you know, the pa- the patient side of things where you mightn't be going well in the game and just to try and keep ourselves in the game and to be and to be ready to, to, to kind of... Um, to do what's needed when when the time comes, I just came into my head there, and I immediately thought of uh, the two thousand and ten All Ireland semi final when you when you kicked all the frees and kicked the penalties, and you know just to keep going at it. So how how do you kind of mentally prepare for that? Uh, well, it's not. It takes time. Like you know, it takes a couple of years to get a bit of experience on it, and you know, after a couple of years, like I'd be surprised if an eighteen nineteen year old was able to do that. Um, because you know you just you just want to be kicky everything early on, but I suppose you get to realize that a chance will always come sometime in the game, and that's whether you're in the game or not. A chance will always come, and if you're so focused and tuned in that when it comes you'll take it. Whereas you know if you kind of throw the towel in and you're saying, geez, I'm not getting in touch and you're looking over the shoulder at the sideline thinking you're going to be brought off. Next thing, if you do get a chance, I can guarantee you, you probably will miss it. Do you know what I mean? So it's just a matter of, I suppose, uh, upstairs really and, and, and staying focused and then believing that if you get a chance, you'll take it. And more often than not, then when you get it, you will like, but I suppose it's, uh, it's trying to drill it into the head upstairs that, you know, you're not playing well. You're not really in the game. But you know, before if you are being taken off or before the end of the game, I bet you get a chance and be ready for it. Yeah, and I suppose it's what separates the good players and the really, really good players and the great players, and that that, that ability to to yeah to, to, yeah, to wait for it. Yeah. And come here. Um, speaking of experience and stuff as well. Um, Paul Kerrig Nemo. And Paul Kerrigan, we forgot about him at the start, which was a bit of a, well, I did, sorry, which was a bit of an oversight. Um, I was just reading an interview with Paul O'Donovan, the Nemo manager, the other day, and, you know, Paul didn't start the last day in the bottom man with the last 20 minutes to go, and, you know, Paul O'Donovan was saying he'd like to maybe have him on the pitch for the last 20 minutes. What what, what would you do with him? Would, would you start him, or would you keep him fresh for the second half? Yeah, it's it's a hard one. It's a, it's a risky one, anyway, um, because... You could easily find yourself four or five points down. Um, look, I suppose Paul isn't as fit as he once was. Like so, and these games are hard. Like the Bears are a good upcoming team, and they're young and they're fit. So, you know, Paul might find it harder in in, in at the start of the game. Um, look, you don't know. Uh, I don't know if Paul is carrying any few knocks or anything. He probably is carrying something. Like you know, so. I, I'm sure if Paul was able to last 60 minutes and, and do his usual work, he'd be on the teams. But maybe they just, maybe they can find someone else to do the the hard grafting early on in the game. And then as the game opens up, then when he comes on, 
he could be a lot more effective. So um, it's hard to know uh, what to do. Um, you want your experienced players on the field, especially in the final. So in that case, you would probably get a man. But then again, if you're thinking, if we're in the game at half time, then we could get more out of Paul because he won't be he won't be as exhausted as he would be if he did start the game. Do you know what I mean? So it's mightn't be a bad idea to hold him back. I, it's hard to say, but if yeah. if Nemo are in the game at half time, uh, I'd be nearly bringing him on at half time because you need the last thirty minutes then you know get him into the game in the second half early enough, and then he can do what he usually does. Yeah, and you definitely want, don't want to be leaving it too late to bring you know does, does yeah, get that balance exactly. right, like, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Talk to me about the Bears backs then as well. Um, you've good experience in playing against them um, from the county final a couple of years ago and in, in other games as well. I think they're like they, they don't seem to ever have a centre back or a full back um, that's always there. They they seem to change. They, they definitely work on, on matchups more than anything else. Did you find that when you played them as well? Like that they they just you know they, they never have a consistent centre back. They just have they have matchups in every game they play in. Yeah, yeah, I did. But I suppose <clears throat> Jamie Burns has probably been there. They probably have him as a fullback now. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, yeah, like Sam Ryan, there, excellent quarterback. Um, do you know the way he's playing? He could get another run with Cork. I'd imagine the way he's playing, he's just you know he really shuts down his opponent. Uh, he's one of these old style cornerbacks. Doesn't really care what happens. Just once his man is dealt with. Um, like they have their half back line is pacey enough. Now, you know, they have a few young lads that they could bring in there. Um, I don't know what way they'll line out, but like Jamie Burns, I've marked him a few times. You know, he's 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 big and tall and he's a pair of hands nearly as long as his legs because you think you're away from him and next he gets a hand in somewhere or another. So, like Nemo, the, the Bars mind have as many, but I do think the Bars have enough of man-markers to be able to deal with Nemo's, like... I presume Sam will maybe pick up Luke or, or, or Matt Cronin, one of the two of them. Jamie Burns could end up maybe marking actually Luke because, you know, he's kind of same range as him and stuff. So, like, they'd be the two danger men. Um, anything outside of, the, outside of that then, it could be depending on where they're playing the half-hour line. You know, I don't think they'll be... As worried, we'll say the bars wouldn't be as worried as someone playing the half hour line as they would be as someone playing in the full hour line. So I'd imagine Jamie Burns and, and Sam Ryan will be picking up two of Nemo's danger men. Yeah, it's yeah, I think it's um, and I think I hope it's just a good game as well. And I think it will be because I think the last few county finals have been very enjoyable and semi finals. You've had the you know, the Castlehaven and St. Finn Bars games have been brilliant games. I thought the game, a couple, yeah, I, I thought the game a couple of weeks ago that. The standard of score taking, I thought, was you know Breen Hurley and Michael Hurley and everything. I thought Great it was job. off the charts. And um, and I think um, you know, I think the Bars do hollow game a few years ago was a very good game, and so I just hope it's a good game. So you're going to go with the Bars. I, I I in normal time I'm actually going to go for a draw. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind. I, I I wouldn't mind to go see it again actually. And the uh, history, I, history I, from it's tempting. I don't know what price it is, but it's it's tempting. Yeah, and like Nemo definitely won't let the Bears play the game they want to play either. Yeah, no. Um, in the other game, then I suppose talk to me a bit about knocking the degree there. You know, your neighbours up into Hollow. Like what they've achieved is incredible, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. They have a, they kind of have a, a bunch of players that have come through, and it's a bit like Kilshanigan in a way. 
you know, strike while they are in this hot and, and they definitely have um like and they they're they're well well driven as well individually and not just as a team, you know what I mean? Just they they put in the work themselves uh when no one is looking at them, you know what I mean? Not when they're training individually. I've seen a few of them doing it like so did they, well, I won't say they got lucky. They just have a good bunch of players coming through and they're all in around the same age. And, uh, like, I suppose it doesn't happen to rural clubs too often when they get that kind of a bunch of players together. And when they do, I suppose you need to make the best of it. And they certainly have. Yeah. And it's a kind of, a, it's a, it's sometimes the small club can be, an advantage and a disadvantage, I suppose, because you're kind of you need everyone in the small places, don't you? And when you oh, get to yeah. lunch, it's easy to keep them together. Whereas in a club like Michael's, like you know, the numbers are incredible. Like in trying trying to hold on players, holding hold on to players can be hard. Yeah, yeah, I know it is. And uh, I suppose, like uh, you know, when Nottingham had those bunch of lads coming through, and they like it took them a while to get out of the hollow, but once they did, they got fierce momentum behind them. So, like, you know, I suppose if you were a young fella and you're debating whether to go to America for the summer or not, and you say, geez, we're going all right here and we're doing well, and if I go to America now, my place is probably going to be gone. So kind of entices lads to kind of stick in and, and, and stick around a, that little bit more, and I, I'm pretty sure that happened down there a few times. You know, fellas were thinking of travelling, and then they said, you know, I won't. We don't get this opportunity too often. Yeah, and have you ever come across the great John? Oh, well, you have obviously have come across him. Have you come out, come across much of the great John Fintan Daly in your years up around Duhallo? I have, sure. I started out uh, with Duhallo under twenty one and senior. He was his manager at the time, like so. You know, um, he, he I wouldn't meet him as often as I once would have like, but um, sure, obviously his CV speaks for itself. Like, you know, there's. There isn't much more you can say. Like you just have one look at it, and you know it's 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 just it's crazy how how how, how long his CV is and and what he has won, um, and look the time and effort he has put into it. You know is again probably not many people know that either. Like so, I suppose there's, again I'm going to an old saying: uh, what you put into it, you get out of it, and 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 he's. Sh- Definitely, uh, after getting, putting what he's put into it, he's got back maybe twice as much, I'd say, really. Yeah. And he, he always like, he encourages good football, and I'd say good forwards in particular in score-taking. Oh, he does. He does, yeah. yeah. Um, no, look, he's he's uh, he's no fool either. He knows that you know you can't leave your defence wide open either. Like, so he's, he's, he's probably learned that over the years. You know, his football has changed. He's changed as well, to be fair. So, like, you know, I suppose they'll probably have to be a little bit more tight at the back Sunday. And look, I'm pretty sure that they'll have their homework done as well. Yeah, and I suppose it's for them for not to agree. Like, they're coming in, it's a free shot for them. You know, all the pressure is on St. Michael's. And for not to agree, isn't it? It's about to stay staying in the game as long as possible to be close to 10 minutes to go when those doubts might creep into the Michael's heads and see if they can strike for home. Yeah, and I'd imagine that's what they're going to aim and try and do is to look stay in the game. Um, they probably will try and maybe slow the game down. It mightn't be pretty at times. Maybe this game, I don't know. Um, like if you play open football with Michaels at the moment, they're they're just they're a good team. Like, and uh, I think Nottingham agree maybe might have to try and 
slow the game down a small bit and make it a bit dirty at times and be in the game at half time, be well in the game at half time and God only knows what could happen then like. Yeah. Uh who'd you go for in that game, Donica? Uh everyone thinks Mike Michaels will win it, but I, I'm not so sure. Uh I suppose Michaels have to Michaels will probably have to um play well to beat Knock the I'll put it that way, Joe. They will have to play well. They won't beat Knock the if they don't play well. Um uh, and Knock the can play it different ways to be honest. So I'll I'd I don't know if the forecast is wet, is it? You don't know? It is, yeah, it's not great. If, if the forecast is wet, not the real winner. Okay, very good. That's that that's uh that's it. The hollow crowd always stay together, don't you? We do. It is the best way to have it. And come here, you're I've always admired that about Duhalo. Like I'm from Balnasig um in Carrigdown and like it all it always strikes me all my life since I since my first started, my dad first started bringing the games way back in the eighties, and we saw Do Hollow win their when John Fintan Daly win their counties in nineteen ninety one. I've seen you get to a lot of county finals the last few years. What what is it about you up there that, that that you're able to come together and like coming from your junior championship, especially up to the last few years when you all kind of got promoted and stuff. Your junior championship was outstanding, probably one of the best football championships in the county. But you. You're you're very good at bringing it together then to play with to play for one another for senior football. Where do you think that sense of kind of pride comes from within you? Um, I like I'm probably only speaking for myself here. Like so, um, I don't know. Um, like I I always when I was growing up, I used to always uh, go to Duala matches. Or um, obviously, my father took me to loads of matches, but sometimes if he wasn't there, I used I used to go back and walk over and back to the village and wait for people to come out and now I'd be asking everyone that they go into the Duhalla match or whatever. I'm, I remember one time they were playing below McCroom and um, a lad from home was playing and uh, I'd know drive, there was something on, I don't know, the, there was some family dinner on or something, I don't know, and I'd know drive. I got out of the dinner and I, and I said I was going to McCroom and I asked one of the players that was playing, I was only young, can I have a spin to the match? He said, yeah, but he's going to Killarney after to a wedding. And I said, oh, that's fine. So I actually got a spin to McCroom with no spin home. I was only 10 or 11. I, I didn't tell anyone that I'd no spin home or I wouldn't have been left go. But I just wanted to go around to watch it. And the hill below and McCroom was full to the brim. So I suppose from my own point of view, I just always wanted to play with them growing up, just watching them and stuff. Um, uh, I, I suppose it's like when, we, when I play junior, like you'll be playing against all the fellas you played with in years to come and the flaking and all that used to go on. But the minute it happened, I suppose, the minute after those games, every fella used to just get on again. I don't know, is it because we're from a rural place and that we all ended up socialising at weekends in the same venues, either Killarney or the Highland or whatever. I, I, I think that actually has a, a bit of a bearing in it because, you know, when you meet them then, at 18, 19, you know, you're good friends with them, even though you play against them. A lot of us go to school together as well, around that area in Boherby, like, and stuff. So you're always friends with them. And I think if you see your friend playing with Duhalla, then you want to play with Duhalla. And I think that might be it. Um, obviously, there's a tradition there. And, uh, you know, your folks at home would be entice you to play with them and everything. So that's where I think it comes from 
in we'll say from my point of view, anyway, other people might have different reasons, but that would be my reason, really. And you, it, like Duhal, I was only talking to a, a friend of mine in school the other day about it. Um, and Duhalo have had like the last maybe ten years, the the development in football up there has been. They've given so much to Cork football the last ten years. Well, as they always do, but particularly, you know, yeah, the last yeah. ten years. And like you know, you're looking at Cantor last weekend. You're looking at um, Knocknagree playing this weekend. You're looking like, you know, you know, you drummed Tariff winning the Junior County. You'd yourselves up Intermediate. You know, you'd Mill Street winning a Junior County a few years ago. Like, the won the Intermediate no, last no, year. Yeah, and they've won a couple of them. You bore, we beat my own club in the, in the County final last year That's and, right. you know, got, and got to the semi final of the Intermediate this year. Like, it's, it's, been, it's, it's, and it, is it Cullen came out of the Junior this year, was it? That's right, yeah. And yeah. They, you know, they're, they're going to be up into me in Premier Junior next year again. Like, it's, it's been, a, it's, it's been an incredible 10 years up there. There's some serious footballers after coming out. The Rock, of course, as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, um, no, with the new format, it kind of, it weakens Duolo a lot, a good bit, to be fair. Like, But uh, look, there's still footballers there that can still make up a, a good senior team. And uh, with a bit of luck and a bit of uh, a bit of training or whatever, you know, you, you don't know, you could land yourself in a quarterfinal, semi-final again next year if you can get out of the group. But, um, you know, it's just, the tradition of football down there is huge. And uh, I even remember going back to when it used to be when Kish game, Newmarket, uh, ourselves, uh, The Rock, when they were all junior, like the crowds going to games were massive altogether. Uh, you could be an hour trying to get out of the pitch after. like So I, I suppose the, it's not that there's not a whole pile to do down there, but uh, football is definitely <laughs> the, is, 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 is a get-out clause in a... Uh, that's it, boy. Come here, Dunica. Uh, thanks a million for taking the time to speak to me. I really appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the games at the weekend. And please, God, I might talk to you again in the future. No problem. Thanks again. Well, I hope uh, you all enjoyed that as much as I did. It was a real pleasure to speak to, to Dunica. And a couple of things I'd like to pick up about, pick up on that he said in general. And the main thing was he mentioned that the players should always be there in Cork. And that has to be true. And I think that's something we could all agree with. The county is too big, GA is too popular here for us to be the way we are at inter-county level, I think, at the moment. And that goes for both codes, to be honest with you. Like, if things are right here and the right people involved, the, the right people in charge of the team, we should be, you know, knocking on the door every year in both codes. And I think it was interesting he said that too, that the players have to be there, but it's about getting fellas who want to be in there. Um, and that's the main thing. And that's something that we should be hopefully be getting better over the next couple of years with under John Cleary um, and under Pat Ryan as well. Uh, what I loved about Dunnick as well is his sense of place. I really enjoyed the chat about Duhallow at the end. Um, you know, he's a pro Ballydesman man, a pro Duhallow man, and an extremely pro Cork man. And, you know, he gave us great days in the jersey. And uh, I'd like to thank him again for coming on to the show. Um, as for what I think will happen this weekend, um, I think the Bars have that bit more depth in Nemo at the moment. I think they're that small bit younger. I think they have a bit more momentum behind them. And I think that they'll just about edge it. You know, so they've won, I think, the last four county titles uh, between them. Might even be the last um, five. But, you know, it, it promised to be a really, really good game. And I think the matchups are going to be really important, uh, particularly for the Bears. You know, who are they going to get to mind Mark Cronin? Who are they going to get to mind Luke Connolly? Who are they going to get to mind uh, Barry O'Driscoll, who I think has looked like he's back to a bit of form this year in particular. And then again, Connor uh, Horgan is probably their best player against Ballon Colleagues, so they're going to need someone to mind him. So they've got their matchups right 
uh, over the last couple of years. And I think what's to do to me from the Castlehaven game as well for the Bars was that last year perhaps they left Sam Ryan very isolated on Brian Hurley, but that didn't happen the last day. And I think they're you know they're getting cuter as they, as they're going on to it as well. Something the Bars will also need from a defensive uh, point of view is they need a plan for when Paul Guerin comes on. You know exactly what's going to happen the minute he comes on. You know they know what he's going to do. He's going to try and get on the ball deep and carry it and use the ball well. You know listening to Paul Donovan. Uh, reading his interview uh, during the week, I, uh, I think it was a Dennis Hurley in the Echo I read it, and um, it, it does look like he, he's not going to, he, he mightn't start, but when he does come on, uh, the Bars will have to have a plan for him. And, you know, if Kerrigan comes on, as Dunnick was saying, the game's close with 10, 15 minutes to go, you know, it's, 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 going, to be, it's going to be very interesting. Um, and then, you're, I think, from the Bars as well, they're going to try and maybe get at Stephen Cronin at centre-back and limit Kevin O'Donnell coming forward. And obviously, that's a big thing for Nemo to get that right. They don't, they, I don't think they're going to want Kevin O'Donovan standing close to their own goal all day Nemo. They're going to want him getting on the ball. He's a huge threat coming forward from attack even um, in every game he plays. And we've seen that with Cork with Nemo all this year. And they're going to want Stephen Cronin on the ball and direct the traffic there from centre-back as well. So it's it's like whoever gets on top in all those little battles you know, is going to get the edge. And then again from a Nemo's perspective, you know, as Dunnick said, it's about hammering the hammer. And it's how are Nemo going to try and limit the impact of Ian Maguire because he's such a driving force behind that Bars team he everything that they stand for I think surrounds him you know he's such a, an incredible leader uh, you know he just seems to stand up when he's needed all the time the winning driving forward getting his big long hands in and blocks and you know p- popping off passes and winning kickouts and chasing fellas down you know so but if if Nemo can hammer that hammer it might help them at the other end because you know Obviously, the Bars have serious attacking threats. Obviously, Stephen Sherlock, Killian Myers-Murray, um, you know, ended Denny was really good the last day. And, of course, Brian Hayes is offer, offers them a whole new dimension up front as well. And Ethan Toomey's had a good year. And Owen McGreever was excellent the last day against Castlehaven too. But if they can get on top of midfield Nemo, that, in turn, limits the supply inside to the, to the Bars forwards. And that's, what I think, what they'd be looking to do. I think Nemo will want to keep it tight. The more open the game is, I think it'll suit the Bars. Uh, very hard to keep it tight down the park, however. Um, but the weather could help, so I don't know. It's it's a very interesting game. It's their fourth time playing in the final. Nemo won them all so far. But I think on this occasion, the Bars will just about edge it, as I said already. It's incredible to think that Nemo are underdogs going into a county final. I think it might be the first time maybe since 1999 when UCC beat them after a replay. And um, after that, they went on and started winning counties for fun again. So that could happen too. But what we do have is uh, two teams with absolutely no fear of one another. And I think it's going to be a really fun game. Um, I think it's going to be a really exciting game. And it's going to be a great occasion for Cork football, which is important too. And I just hope the weather holds. Even just, just don't give us anything biblical like we had for the hurling final a couple of weeks ago. Uh, in the Senior A final, between St. Michael's not agreed, like that's fascinating. I was thinking about this during the week, you know, you have two teams that actually have lots of experience of playing in finals over the past 10 years. You know, Michaels are, you know, they're, they're, um, they're, they're, they're last years as well documented at all the county finals they've got to. So they're well used to getting to the big occasion, but they haven't really been able to get over the line. At the other end of the stick then, you know, you, you've knocked a degree who've been risen up from junior. You know, they've they won, you know, took, got out of Duhallow, got out of junior football, got out of intermediate football, got out of premier intermediate football, have gone to Crow Park, won all Ireland. So you have two teams and, you know, lots of experience on the big day so which should lend itself to be a really good game because I don't think you're going to have two teams who are going to play the occasion it's obviously a day of versatile you know Michaels are a behemoth of a club down around Black Rock even if something you know might be a bit more famous for hurling down there but 
Michael's are doing incredible work in football at the moment and if you, you see their contribution to Cork Minor and Cork under 20, under 20 teams over the past couple of years they're producing really good footballers who are comfortable off both feet and play with a good pace and they play a lovely brand of football and then not in agree you know a tiny village um, on the Cork Kerry border as John Finney Daly told me a couple of weeks ago you know the, some of the parishes technically in Kerry but thanks be to God uh, they, they didn't go they didn't go over to the dark side there Um so there are two teams um, who play, like to play good football, and there are two teams with with big names who who are willing to play football. If you look at Michael, you know you Robbie Cotter the last day uh, against uh, O'Donnell Rasa, who was incredible as I mentioned at the time. You know he's so comfortable off both feet, so comfortable on the ball. You've two Hagrids up front. You've Alan O'Callaghan then you know played centre back last day. And you've Tom Lennon drives far from from wing for, wing back too, and they have lots and lots of pace. And particularly the Lennons and they move when they when they drive forward from wing forward and wing back. You know, they're a very good team, move the ball quickly, kick the ball, and, you know, they're well able to do damage. Not going to agree. Then I think are kind of set up to, to counter a lot of that. You know, you, you Daniel Mann, he's a top-class centre-back, and I think his work commitments in Dublin have kind of um, maybe limited his, his opportunities in the red jersey today. Hopefully that's something that might change uh, in the future. Um, so, and then they have Michael Mahoney next to him as well at wing-back. So, you know, you, you are Manny to stop things going up. Uh, sorry, Daniel uh, Manny stopping things going up the middle, Michael Mahoney on the wing up the wing. So they're, they're, they're well set up to counter one another there. Um, so that that's going to be interesting to watch that kind of tactical kind of, that, that, that tactical bat, um, battle unfold. Up front then, you know, um, they've, a lot of it's going to depend on not agree on whether Owen Max Sweeney's fit or not. I hope he's available because in the county final you want to see two teams with their best 15 on the park and I, you know, he's a really good player and I'd like to see him get to play in the big day and I hope he's fit. But they've also Fintan O'Connor who always contributes heavily on the scoreboard and then the last day you know, Matthew Dilworth and Niall O'Connor stepped in they both got three points each off play. Like Nocton Rear will be able to kick scores too. So it's going to be a fascinating game. Logic says St. Michael's and I'm going to stick with Logic on this occasion. I think, I, I, I think, I think Michael's will get over the line. But it's interesting to see when they, when they to played each other at the start of the championship it was the first game of this year's championship on the Irish Examiner stream um, Michael's on the 23rd of July Michael's uh, won by 3 points by 2.12 to 2.9 so there's only 3 points in it in the end and after a quarter of an hour it was 2.3 to a point in favour of Michael's so it's a, it's an intriguing game but I, I do think it's time maybe for Michael's to get over the line but again as I always say what do I know but it should be 2 very good games on the park Obviously, congratulations to Kilchanig and Canturk and two fabulous wins last weekend. I covered the Kilchanig game uh, for the Echo and I thought they were uh, excellent. Very impressed with Tom Cunningham up front, but they were a huge physical team, well able to play football. And I was delighted for Killian Hanlon too. You know, he's had an awful couple of years to injury and he played really well and I, I just hope he continues to get back from strength to strength. And I think Kilchanig will do well at pre-intermediate level. When I spoke to Killian after the game, he mentioned how they looked at Eve Leary and how they beat them in a junior um County quarterfinal or semi-final I couldn't remember which one back in 2019 and how you know and they were watching how Eve Leary kicked on and won into me today and you know we're very close to getting to the final of the Premier League this year and I suppose you're looking at they were looking at that and saying geez we're just as good as them and they're beginning to prove that but they're going to be very comfortable at that level same with Canturk you know they've been knocking on the door for a long time to get up to this level they've had an incredible few years I think I read somewhere it was their sixth county title I think in the last um, eight or nine years what a journey for them and when you look at their massive crossover of players it's amazing. It's amazing. Not, you know, maybe that's a podcast we could do down the line, just looking at what they've achieved over the, over the past 
past few years. So again, I think they'll be very comfortable at senior A level as well. And it was, there were two good games. So congratulations to all of them. Um, so what I'd like to do maybe after the weekend, I hope to do maybe two more shows uh, before I take a break for a while. And what I'd like to do is maybe get um, a show just focused on reaction from the winning teams in, in, in the county Premier Finals in particular. So that's what I'm going to be working on after the weekend and uh, hopefully I'll get them out this week and the week, uh, next week and the week after. So that's the plan for a while and then I'll take a break. But as I said, it is my intention to use this as an oral history project as well. I hope to be, I'll take a, f- a few weeks break but I do hope to be coming back and interviewing people, the likes of Donnacoe O'Connor, perhaps just focusing on their careers and going back further in time and the illustrious history of hurling football in this great county and there's so many great stories to be told and I, I intend on, on I intend on unearthing a few of them uh, over the next few years all going well here. So look, it's the biggest football game of the weekend and I suppose to end, um, I'd like to pay tribute to a man who lit up uh, the greatest day on the football calendar in Cork on a couple of occasions, uh, the late Padre Griffin of Clannacilty. Um, so, you know, he's one of the players who lit up Cork football throughout his career. You know, I remember when Clann went to County 96, I saw him, you know, beat, ba- beat um, I saw him beat the Bears back in Bandon pretty much on his own as a young fella. And that year we went to see, my, my dad brought me to see Clann play Doonbeg down in Clann. We went to the Munster final and, you know, I really liked that team. And, you know, he was such a huge part of that. I always remember watching Clan and the big mop of hair, Connor Forward, making something happen out of nothing. And, and you know, a fabulous footballer and ex- exciting player to watch. And it's an awful, uh, an awful sad uh, story to hear coming out of Clan of Kilty. So I'd like to finish by just uh, giving my sincere condolences to Padraig's family, his friends, uh, and everyone in Clan of Kilty and everybody that knew him. Uh, and our yesterday, I would have So... On that note, Slan live lads to Rara, I expect me kind of.